Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? Doing good. All ready for Christmas? Yeah, I kind of am. All right. A little more wrapping to do, but uh, nothing I can't handle. I better start my shopping. Yeah, you did. No, I did this year. It's the earliest I've been done ever. Same. Yeah, so what's going on in the Disney Parks blog? Well, we have a great podcast, but um, also Plan Disney has a podcast. And uh, on this most recent podcast, they are talking about the Disneyland Resort and some tips every first-timer should know. That's right. And it's very important to understand, you know, what you're getting yourself into with Disneyland. A lot of our listeners are mainly familiar with Walt Disney World, which is a very large property. It's the size of Manhattan. And you get to Disneyland and it's much, much smaller. It's a much more quaint. I like to call it a quaint theme park. Right. Um, But there are some awesome hints in here. Uh, They do provide you with an overview. They talk about the must-do attractions. They talk about the entertainment. They talk about food. Um, It's pretty much everything you want in a first-timer's guide. That is available, as Cheryl mentioned, on the Disney podcast, uh, the the planned Disney podcast, which uh, next month episode kicks off season three for them. So they've been uh, doing this for two seasons now. A lot of good hints. Of course, this, our podcast, should be your favorite Disney podcast. Um, But you can go there if you want, you know, if you want the Kool-Aid straight from the tap. Yes. (laughs) Good way to put it. While Disney World and Adventures by Disney have been named the best of the best by Travel Weekly readers. That's right. It's the time of the year for the 2023 Travel Weekly Readers' Choice Awards. And Walt Disney World has been named the best theme park for the 21st year in a row. I mean, no surprise. Yeah, you know, that does include four theme parks, two water parks, four miniature golf courses, uh, three real golf courses, a shopping dining district. That's one heck of a theme park. Yeah. Yeah, and then the second adventure, um, sorry, the second award was for the best adventure tour operator, and that was Adventures by Disney. And, uh, you know, it's seeing the world in only a way that Disney can present it to you. So congratulations on those two awards. Very cool. The Disney Cast Life section of the Disney Parks blog is sharing that this year they donated, let's see, how many toys? 270,000 toys and counting for children in need. That's right. It is the Disney Ultimate Toy Drive, and it kicked off last month. So in that month, they managed to raise 270,000 plus toys. Uh, and on Tuesday, it was announced that Disney would give grants to Toys for Tots that will provide an additional 75,000 toys to children in need. Um, there is still time to donate online. You can't donate in person anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to donate online, you can go to shopdisney.com slash toy drive. And that will be open through Christmas Eve. My favorite segment, and I mean that sarcastically... Um, Paper Parks, do-it-yourself holiday wreaths. That's right. Paper Parks has a DIY wreath thing here. Uh, The activity sheets are complete with instructions on how you can create a 3D wreath using scissors, glue, string, and folding along the lines in specific directions. So uh, you can go over to, let's see, uh, the Disney Parks blog and uh, download the activity sheets. There are a total of five of them. All right. So, you know, you have to know that when you download those Disney paper parks, you acknowledge that those materials are being provided for you for a personal and non-commercial use. Oh, no one's going to buy my uh, my wreaths? there is an incredible market for (laughs) do-it-yourself paper Paper wreaths based on Disney products. (laughs) 
And that little ridiculous story wraps up news from the Parks blog. So what's going on over at Disneyland? They have announced the details of dining packages for the 2024 Disneyland After Dark Sweethearts Night events, including pricing and menus. That's right. Sweetheart Nights is a separately uh, ticketed after-hours attraction. It will take place this year on January 23rd, 25th, 30th, February 1st, 6th, 8th, 12th, and 14th. Dining packages are currently available for the Carnation Cafe, the Plaza Inn, the Riverbell Terrace, and Cafe New Orleans. Um, each one of them uh, includes an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. Reservation times are be- between 7 p.m. to 10.50. Um, I think it's just two times. I think you can do 7 p.m. or 10.50. Oh, no, maybe no, not. It's, it says uh, 7 p.m. to, to okay. 10.50. Okay, no, you're right. Uh, so you can uh, make reservations through the app. Prices vary. Um, there's no price because it's uh, you know an a la carte menu over at Carnation Cafe. At the Plaza Inn, they're charging $45 per adult and $28 per children. And uh, let's see, at the Riverbell Terrace, it is an a la carte menu. And over at Cafe New Orleans, uh, it's a three-course prefix menu. Uh, and that cost is $50 per adult. There is a kids menu available for children with prices that vary on the a la carte selections. So, uh, and that is available from 8 p.m. to 11.30. So if you're going to be heading to the After Hours Sweetheart Nights, uh, you you might want to get some food. All right. Nothing like treating your sweetheart to a meal. Yeah, that's nice. Mickey's Mix Magic and Wondrous Journeys will both return to Disneyland in 2024, along with the Magic Happens Parade. That's right. That news was announced. Uh, Believe in Holiday Magic will be performed through January 7th, 2024. Mickey's Mix Magic will then run from January 8th through March 21st. Wondrous Journeys will take over from March 22nd through April 14th. Mickey's Mix Magic returns for 10 days from April 15th through the 25th. And then Together Forever, a Pixar Nighttime Spectacular, will return from April 26th through August 4th. And then, of course, we run into the holiday uh, holiday Halloween season. Right. Um, and then Wondrous Journeys, let's see, debuted in 2023. Uh, and it has been gone since August. Um, Mickey's Mix Magic will be celebrating Mickey's, uh, did celebrate Mickey's 90th birthday back in 2019. Um, and that returned actually in 2021. Magic Happens will return on February 2nd. Uh, it has not been performed since October because of the holidays. And Magic Happens debuted in 2020 as part of the 65th anniversary celebrations at Disneyland. It only ran for two weeks before the COVID-19 pandemic. And then it returned to Disney in February of this year after a three-year hiatus. This show is performed in the afternoon and at night. Nice to see some of those coming back. Yes. The San Francisco Square area at Disney's California Adventure um, has some new signage that went up in the Big Hero 6-themed area of the park. That's right. Even though this area opened officially in August of 2023, I can't believe that was so long ago, um, they have uh, put up a new commemorative medallion, banners, and a Baymax meet-and-greet sign. So I don't know if uh, they're plussing the area up, or maybe they just didn't have stuff finished in time. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, But in any event, they have these new signs and banners uh, and medallion in the area just to further... uh, Theme the area. Just to further theme it like San Francisco. Very nice. 
That's all the news over in Disneyland, so let's head across the country and head over to Walt Disney World. Okay. Um, Walt Disney World annual pass holders are getting one last perk in 2024 before the switch over to the good-to-go days system. Uh, Disney released a list of bonus reservation dates for the start of the new year. That's right. As all Disney annual pass holders know, you're only allowed a certain number of reservations. Five. Five. Because Cheryl is an annual pass holder. And I looked today, although mine showed seven, so I'm not really sure, but it was with resort stay. It gets complicated. So Disney has released four bonus days for AP holders. January 4th, Animal Kingdom. January 6th, Magic Kingdom. January 7th, Hollywood Studios. And January 8th is Epcot. Um, These bonus dates allow for guests to add additional reservations to your account without them counting towards your pass's maximum limit. So this should be the last distribution of bonus days prior to the new good-to-go date system that takes place beginning on January 11th. I mean, they basically are like good-to-go days. It's just that you actually have to reserve Reserve them. them. I would like it noted for the record that my co-host just tried to bite (laughs) me. So uh, what's going on over in the old Splash Mountain area? Um, They have demolished the... Uh, let's see. Oh, the play area. The Laugh and Place play area. That's so sad. We walked past that when we were there last month yeah. when we were trying to get on the uh, Walt Disney Railroad, which we couldn't get on because it closes at 5. Right. But uh, the Laugh and Place kids area, kids play area is gone. Sad. Um, it is really just rubble and metal framing right now, which is very sad. I'm sure that they will be, you know, probably putting in a new Tiana-based play area. Maybe. Um, the framing of the structure has been left up. We'll have to see if it comes down or not. And uh, that's really like the last element of the old Splash Mountain. Right. Yeah. The friendship boats at Disney World have been getting makeovers. Uh, the most recent makeover was to the Friendship One. That's right. Friendship One has debuted a new updated color scheme. Um, it services the Epcot Disney Hollywood Studios and nearby resort hotels, and their new color scheme is multiple plates of multiple shades of blue with white and red accents. I think it looks stunning. Very nautical. Uh, the hull itself is dark blue with a thin red stripe at the top, followed by a white section, and then a brighter blue surrounds the cabin windows. Very nice. I think it kind of looks like a bus from the 1950s. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, a little bit. They've been setting up some pavilion areas in the United Kingdom and Italy pavilions of Epcot um, in advance of the New Year's Eve 2023 celebrations. That's right. Both of those pavilions host dance parties uh, for your birthday, as a matter of fact. Nice. Uh, And they have, uh, as Cheryl mentioned, they're doing a little work in there. They have erected trusses uh, for uh, uh, for part of the celebration. Those will probably end up holding lights and or speakers. Uh, The trusses have been installed in the back of the UK pavilion uh, in front of the gazebo, which is near the garden. You know, that's a that's a not often visited area. It's a nice, quiet little area. I like to get my fish and chips and go back there. Yeah, it's really nice. If if you go back there, um, I think it's near the toy store uh, where the Winnie the Pooh meet and greet is. But there's a very nice pavilion. It's got a little English garden. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a gazebo there. It's a little maze garden, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it's a little maze garden. Uh, there's a gazebo back there, and there's usually a British rock band performing. Uh, just a very nice, calm, serene area. Uh, and then over in Italy, uh, the trusses are in the center of the Italy pavilion. Uh, they're a lot taller than the ones over in the UK uh, and a lot larger. So yeah, that's uh, something. it looks like it's a, it's a larger dance area going on there. So maybe next year for your birthday, we'll get an opportunity to go. Maybe. 
And you're all invited, so make your plans now. It'll be uh, the Bonassos and a party of, I don't know, 20 listeners? Uh, 12. 12, <laughs> 17. There had been a leak at the Epcot pathway next to Journey of Water inspired by Moana. Um, Disney has repaired that leak, uh, and the previously closed uh, pathway is now open again. That's right. This is the pathway that connects World Nature and World Celebration Area. It has been closed for the past several days due to a leak inspired by Moana. (laughs) Uh, And uh, as Cheryl mentioned, Disney has repaired the leak and the area is open again. Good. The refurbishment project on the Hotel de Canada facade at Epcot is coming to an end and they have started taking down some of the scaffolding. That's right. The top half of the building has had the scaffolding removed. Uh, And once again, like the UK pavilion... You know, a lot of people just round that corner. They walk past Canada. Uh, maybe they go into Les Salier. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people know that there's actually a theater back there. Right. Uh, there is the, there's a little waterfall. There's the Hotel du Canada. It's a nice area. If you go up the steps, yep. you go into the Hotel du Canada area. If you go around past Les Salier down back, you get to the theater. Mm-hmm. There's a very nice show. It's uh, uh, Martin, not Martin Short, it's Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara who hosted. It used to be Martin Short. It was right. much better back then. <laughs> uh, but there's a nice Circle Vision movie about Canada. So, uh, you know, next time you're in Epcot, you might want to check that out if you haven't already. Especially since the scaffolding is going to be down and it's going to look even prettier. Exactly. You know the one thing I wish they would bring back to Canada? What? Beaver tails. I know. They're the best. Beaver tails were the best. Not They're not actual beaver tails. No. But they're... Uh, Fried dough snacks called beaver tails. Yes. They were delicious. They were. Yeah. All right. And uh, if you're going to eat something like that, you need some water. Yes. And they you can fill your water bottle at a new water bottle station that was installed near the entrance of Hollywood Studios. Um, it's on a set of water fountains between Mickey's of Hollywood and what's the name of that? Sid Kohanga's. Okay. So as you walk in the park, it is to your left. All right. I like that they're putting these in. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't personally seen them, uh, but I know they're big at airports and such, and it's just a better way to be able to stay hydrated, um, and it's more sanitary than trying right. to do it at like a water fountain. Right. I like to use the water fountains in Disney. You always yell at me or hit me when I try to use the water fountains. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of a water fountain. I feel like it's a little bit gross. But yeah, these bottle filling stations are a lot nicer. Everybody's got their hydro flask. Yeah. What are the big mugs now? The Stanley mugs yeah. and the Yeti mugs. Those are a lot to carry around Disney World, though. Yeah. But uh, water filling station, you know, great way to save money. You don't have to buy the bottled water. Right. And here's a tip from your pal, Tony. If you do have a, a, you know, water bottle that you like to carry, you can go into a quick service restaurant and ask for a cup of ice and they'll give it to you. You can even ask for a cup of ice water and they'll give it to you. That's true. If you've already got the water, you can get ice and put it in your water. It's just, uh, you got to wait in the line. Yeah, that's true. At a water filling station. No line. Yeah. What else is going on at Hollywood Studios? All right. Uh, We know that Rock and Roller Coaster is set to go down for a routine refurbishment starting on January 8th. Um, The ride is now expected to reopen in the summer of 2024. That's right. So it's a routine refurbishment, but it is an extended refurbishment. It's not just a two-week thing. Uh, It looks like this is going to be probably five or six months. Sad that that's going to be closed when we go. Oh, it is. I was going to ride it this time, too. No, you weren't. Um, you know, one always wonders every time they refurbish Rock and Roller Coaster, you wonder if Aerosmith is going to be the uh, the name, the sponsoring band. For them the to take that story. out and change it, I feel like would take longer than this. Do you, do you remember years ago, maybe in like 2010, 20, 2008, the big rumor was that they were going to remove Aerosmith and put in the Jonas Brothers? Ah, uh, yeah. That would have been funny. <laughs> Thatched roofing has been added to the new covered seating area that is coming to the Africa section of the Animal Kingdom. 
That's right. This new section, which we've talked about almost as much as we've talked about the pending arrival of the Cake Bake Shop by Gwendolyn <laughs> Rogers. Um, but they are building what is uh, thought to be a new covered seating area in the Africa section. It's near the Harambe Market, Tamu Tamu Refreshments, and Zuri Sweet Shops. Um, they just have thatched the ends of the roof. Uh, the entire middle section of the roof has yet to be done. The Orlando Sentinel has reported that Drawn to Life, the Disney and Cirque du Soleil live acrobatic show that performs at Disney Springs, now has a new finale. That's right. They've changed the finale. Uh, the update comes in celebration of the show's second anniversary, and they have a new emotional and breathtaking ending that honors the relationship at the heart of the story between a father and his daughter. Very nice. Uh, the new finale will have swing-to-swing acrobats doing aerial stunts. Okay, that sounds nice. Yeah, the act used to feature all women, but it will now include men. Uh, the women will represent the Julie, the daughter, and the men will represent her late father. Heading over to Disney Springs, work seems to be complete on the Rainforest Cafe facade, which has been under construction since September. That's right. All of the uh, scaffolding and scrim and construction walls have been removed around the uh, restaurant's entrance, and it looks like uh, there's no specific changes or significant changes to the facade. just looks like they did some painting and worked on the light-up rainbow uh, Rainforest Cafe signs. Just keeping things fresh. Yep. I'd say the biggest news this week has all been uh, with Disney Cruise Line. Yes. Uh, we heard earlier in the week that they changed the ages for the Oceaneers Club and Lab. Right. Um, and then today it was announced that Disney Cruise Line has changed their Castaway Club um, status. I don't even know how you'd say this. Uh, you have to sail at least once every five years in order to maintain your Castaway Club status, where previously uh, there was no limit. Right. You, you could, could sail, sail once whenever. every 20 years, right. and those uh, sailings would count. Um, but as Cheryl mentioned, they have changed the terms and conditions of your Castaway Club membership uh, that you must have at least uh, a reservation five years after the last time you've disembarked. So considering the fact that Disney usually books uh, the booking window is about 18 months, that really gives you six and a half years to take that second cruise. Mm. So it's really a six and a half year window. Um, a lot of people are upset about this. This has been the, the chit chat over the internet the past few days. Of course, people have organized letter writing campaigns. <laughs> um, it's just so dumb. Right. I mean, it just, it's not that big of a deal for most people. There's a few people that it's going to be, um, it's going to be kind of sucky for. I mean, I feel like especially people's kids who came up through growing up and getting to go on these cruises with their parents and who have um, gotten a higher status, our kids are platinum, they're going to hit a whole stage in their life where they're not able to go. Even if they want to go, they're just not going to have the money and uh, they'll really be too old for their parents to be taking them. Right. And then when they decide, if they decide that they want to start taking Disney cruises again, they start from, they start from scratch, which is, right. you know, it stinks. And there's, I don't think Disney's really getting much out of it. Why why get all this bad press for so little reward? Right. And they've already, you know, pared down what they do for Castaway Club right. members. You used to have the Castaway Club member uh, meet and greets on the cruise. With they the only characters. do those now on the seven-day cruises or right. longer. Um, you know, sure, you get your gifts. They added a new level to accommodate those who have cruised more than 25 But the times. level is such a huge jump. It's right. from 10 to 25. Like, that's right. a huge jump. Right. I, I think the big issue here is you're putting in a five-year window, but on the other hand, you know, your your cruises have gotten so expensive. Right. Uh, I was looking at a cruise on the Treasure, which debuts in December of 2024. So I was looking at a cruise in May 
Uh, it's a seven-night uh, Western Caribbean itinerary for a family of two mm-hmm. with a veranda. It's sixty-five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a lot, which is very pricey. And now to tell people that you've got to do at least two cruises within five years, uh, you know, my next cruise five years from now, that sixty-five hundred dollars is going to be about eighty-two hundred dollars. Right. So uh, you know, I, I think it's very tough for the average family who used to cruise every year or every other year to maintain that pace. Yes, it's true. However, I do want to put in the caveat that if you're thinking of cruising with Disney Cruise Line, it does not have to be that expensive. It does not. Tony's talking about the brand new ship that everyone's trying to get on in a veranda. So, yeah. During the summertime. Yes. It's most expensive. There are more economical times to cruise. Uh, there are, you know, uh, cheaper seasons to cruise. And of course, if you're always looking to cruise, you can reach out to me and uh, we'll find something that fits your budget. <laughs> something that's not ridiculously expensive. And make sure you do it within five years of your last cruise. Right. Let's head on to some entertainment news where uh, if you were waiting for the debut of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. I was not. You were not, but some <laughs> people were. It was supposed to debut on Wednesday, December 20th. Yeah. But Disney snuck it on on December 19th, so a little early Christmas present. Okay. Uh, that debuted on 9 p.m. on December 19th. And uh, Disney Plus put out a, a, I can't call it a tweet anymore. Are they still tweets on X? I guess it must be. Or are they just a notification on X? I don't X? know. Well, they posted on X that it was uh, now streaming. So okay. uh, nice of them to give it out a day early. And in Oscar news, uh, on December 21st, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences announced the shortlists for 10 categories for next year's 96th Academy Awards. Uh, projects from the Walt Disney Company made it onto six lists. Uh, let's see. Searchlight Pictures, Disney Pictures, and Marvel Studios all have films in the running. Uh, original Song uh, was one of the titles, and it was uh, The Fire Inside from Flame and Hot. Original score, Disney was nominated for Elemental, Indiana Jones, and the Dial of Destiny, and Poor Things. For sound, they were nominated for The Creator. Makeup and hairstyling, uh, they were nominated for Poor Things. For visual effects, they were nominated for The Creator, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and Poor Things. And in the category of animated short, they, of course, were nominated for Once Upon a Studio, which celebrated the Walt Disney Company's 100th year. If I was a betting man, I would put my money on that winning mm-hmm. just uh, as a sentimental favorite. Yes, very good. I feel like I have to see this. Uh, poor, is this Poor Things? Poor Things. I don't know what that is, but it seems like it's getting nominated for a lot it of is. things. It is. It's getting a lot of good reviews. Okay. That wraps up our Disney news. So what do our friends at Universal have going on? Um Universal Orlando Resort is now offering lenticular versions of on-ride photos at Jurassic Park River Adventure. That's right. It's pretty cool. If uh, you get this, the new lenticular uh, photo has dinosaurs reaching out and their mouths uh, chomping at riders. Very similar to the old magic shots that they did at the Haunted Mansion where you turned into a skeleton. Um, But these are, of course, lenticular uh, photos. So as you change the orientation with which you're looking at the photo, you know, things appear to be moving. Right. So pretty cool. Artists' rendering of the Nickelodeon Hotel have been released. That's right. Nickelodeon Hotel is a new resort in the Orlando area. You may be familiar with the old Nickelodeon Hotel, which used to be the Nickelodeon Suites Orlando, uh, which was around from 2005 to 2017. That has been rebranded as the Holiday Inn Resort Orlando Suites. Um, But this new property... Uh, is being built. It is part of Everest Place, which is going to be a new development. 
uh, led by the Terramir Group. Um, and uh, this is going to be an 11-story hotel complex uh, with an artificial lake. They're going to have a three-story parking garage. It's a 543,000 square foot hotel with two towers. Uh, one tower is a hotel tower with 211 guest rooms, and the other one is going to be a condo tower with 181 units that sleep up to 12 guests. The condos are now in pre-sales. Sounds very much like a vacation club option. Um, their condos come in three sizes, studio, one bedroom, and two bedrooms. Um, all will have a living space, full kitchen, and balcony with access to hotels amenities, which include a kids club, a variety of restaurants, and cafes and shops. Uh, this resort is also going to have Nickelodeon-themed experiences, such as the Sliminator and Nickelodeon character interactions, including SpongeBob SquarePants and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, their pool is going to have a splash pad, a swimming pool, and a deck with cabanas, a lazy river, an amphitheater, a cafe, and uh, the aforementioned uh, Sliminator, uh, I guess is the term for it. Okay. Uh, there are going to be other resorts on this property. Uh, they're all going to be connected with a boardwalk nice. around the lake, uh, and that is pretty cool. Um, it's a $100 million project. The Nickelodeon Resort is going to be the first hotel uh, then they're going to have a 12-story Misk Hotel uh, and the Dubai-based Shaza Hotel. Those are both going to open in late 2025 or early 2026. Um, the Misk Hotel is a conservative lifestyle hotel. Hmm. Uh, it is designed to uh, accommodate observant travelers and open to people of all faiths. It will not serve alcohol, and all restaurants will serve halal and kosher food. Oh, nice. So that is interesting. Um, and uh, then they're going to add a five-star conference hotel enter, uh, operated by the European boutique hotelier, uh, Kemp, Kempinski. Uh, that's going to be the company's first U.S. location in their more than 100-year history. Wow. So, uh, you know, we've mentioned, uh, uh, you know, a lot of uh, new resorts are coming to the Orlando area. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Nickelodeon one is pretty cool. It has a very kind of retro like retro 70s, early 80s look to it. Yeah. Uh, with some very modular buildings. Uh, probably going to be a fun place to take the kids. Yeah. And that wraps up all the news for today. Of course, this is the Christmas holiday weekend. Monday is Christmas, so we will not have a show then. We will be back on Monday. Uh, we'd like to, I'm sorry, we'll be back on Wednesday. I uh, would like to wish you, our listeners and their families a blessed, joyous Christmas. Uh, and may that fat man bring you everything that you want. <laughs> <laughs> within right. reason yes do you have any christmas wishes uh well you know it's not just about christmas whatever holiday you're celebrating um you know enjoy yourself enjoy your family as i mentioned we'll be back on wednesday and until then i'm tony and i'm cheryl and you've been listening to the disney drive time podcast <laughs>